0: All right, welcome to back and forth. Uh, This time we are talking about the positives of a traditional IRA or the positives of a Roth. So instead of doing kind of pros and cons of one area, we want to look at maybe what situations each of these options make sense and go back and forth on that. So, you know, as we've talked about, my name is John Vandergriff, uh, one of the owners and wealth planners of Blue Ridge Wealth. This is Zach Hill, our operations team lead uh, slash you know, remedy coffee or remedy coffee owner. He appreciates the free uh, yeah. marketing there um, and portfolio manager in the future and in the past. Uh, so, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so without further ado, want to get into the information, uh, talk about that. So I think Zach has the positives of doing a traditional IRA, what we want to look at there and, and see maybe where that's a good fit for some of the people listening today. So,
1: yeah. So traditional IRAs have been around for a lot longer than Roths. Obviously Roths are a little bit newer. Um, but there are a few key benefits to traditional over Roths. And the first one and the biggest one is that all the contributions to traditional IRAs are uh, are tax deductible. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, are tax deductible. And so uh, what that allows you to do is it allows you to uh, take, if you contribute $5,000 to traditional IRA, take that off of your income taxes for that year, reduce your taxable income for that 5000 and then now you're paying less tax. Hmm. Uh, that's a really big it's incentive in the past and it still is going forward. Um, and there's a couple of ways that that really can kick in for a lot of people. So for example, if you contribute to a roth and you have to pay taxes on that or if you contribute to a traditional and you conduct that tax, if a large uh, contribution to an IRA would bump you up a tax bracket, then contribute or to a Roth would bump you up a tax bracket, then contributing to a traditional would actually not contribute to that increase in the tax bracket. So uh, there that is a big incentive for people who are p- thinking about doing like a large Roth conversion or something, but they don't really want to contribute to a Roth or do a Roth conversion because it'll increase their overall tax bracket, maybe from a 22% bracket to a 24%. Then maybe the traditional is uh, a better way to uh, contribute to your retirement accounts because you can deduct those taxes going forward. Uh, so that's a, that is really a, a very big advantage that the traditional IRAs have. Um, and I know we've talked a lot about
0: how we both agree that taxes have to go up in the future. Yeah. But I think, you know, as you look at the tax deductibility, I think the short-term future may be the opportunity for some people, uh, you know, because like mm-hmm. we talked about before – Having somebody that, let's say, they're running a company for the next two years and they're making crazy amounts of income, and then they're going to retire and have to have much less right. income. You know, that deductibility may be a great thing right. Right, for those two years, yeah. and then maybe do some tax planning after that. So,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, and another thing that traditional IRAs offer too is a little bit more flexibility on who can contribute to them. Um, so, if you're married filing separately, you can't contribute to a Roth; you have to contribute to a traditional IRA. And so, depending on your tax filing you might not actually be able to contribute directly to a Roth IRA, you might have to go the traditional route. Um, so that's another advantage that I think is as you're considering which avenue is best, you have to consider what's my tax bracket, what's my filing status, and then you can kind of take the overall picture of, uh, you know, should I contribute to a traditional, should I contribute to a Roth? What do I expect my retirement earnings to be? Because like you said, a lot of times it is just so much lower or your tax filing status may change or any, any of those things.
0: And again, too, like the traditional IRA and four hundred and one Ks are kind of synonymous in this discussion. Yeah. So, you know, as you look at that, I think both of us agree: like contributing is better than not contributing.
1: Yeah, like saving something. absolutely,
0: and especially when you're in a four hundred and one K structure, you've got another incentive there where you know it's it's right. in your best interest to contribute. So,
1: yeah, any any kind of retirement savings is better than no retirement savings. To no matter which path you choose,
0: right. But especially, you know, if you're working with an employee, you're getting a company match.
1: Right. It's an that. immediate 100% return. So if you contribute 3%, they contribute 3%. That's now 6% of your paycheck. That's great. I mean, yep. can't Without. beat 100% return overnight.
0: Not not in anything that we've found that's legal. So, um, you know, so as you look at that. Obviously, having a free match most of the time. Even if your company mm-hmm. offers a Roth 401 k, they probably won't match to that because that will right. be money that they have to pay taxes on to contribute. Most companies aren't set up that way. So, so again, trying to be in a position where, um, you know, making that savings and, and just trying to make it as efficient as possible is really what we're looking at here. Right. Um, so, any other pros to That's... a traditional IRA?
1: <laughs> well, I think you got the easier. Uh account to argue here because yeah. uh, I I don't know it's just we've talked about it before we expect taxes to go up traditional is def- definitely has a few advantages but I think Ross I mean as you're going to talk about just have a lot more advantages for people who are willing to pay tax now but a lot of people don't want to pay tax now if you don't want to pay tax now traditional is a great way to go yeah especially
0: if like let's say you're saving money for the off chance that you need it and then you don't need it and you want to give it to your kids and you don't care about their taxes. That could be a traditional (laughs) IRA. There's a lot of (laughs) contingencies there, you know. But generally speaking, I mean, when you look at a Roth, the introduction of the Roth was really something that – I don't know that the government knew how good of a deal that was for people Uh, because, you know, like we talked about before, when you defer taxes, you're not just deferring the tax on that money, but you're deferring the taxes on the money and the growth on that money. So you're creating a much bigger tax liability that I would say most people, when they look at the numbers, once they get to retirement, they would have probably rather had paid taxes on that money along the way knowing the type of growth potential that they would have had on it. So so as we look at it, we've got two different conversations of, you know, a Roth, whether it's a good idea with both your contributions now versus if, let's say, you're at already at a position where you've got tax-deferred accounts and you're trying to do some conversions later um, as opposed to contributions. So, again, I think, it, in our opinion, in most scenarios, If your company allows you to have a Roth 401k, that is a really great thing that a lot of people don't realize. Because even if you're in a position where you're making too much money uh, to contribute to a Roth IRA outside of your company plan, you can still utilize a Roth 401k and max it out up to $24,000 a year. So again, if you've made really good income and you have a company, like you may want to go talk to your custodian and say, hey, we need a Roth 401k option so that I can have a tax-free bucket uh, to go ahead and pay some tax on this and get tax-free growth on that money. Uh, But even if you don't have it, just go to your HR and say, do we have a Roth 401k? Mm -hmm. That could be something that, again, paying the taxes on that money now at a lower rate and getting tax-free growth on that money is things that can be tremendously beneficial to you in the future, both from a Obviously, protecting yourself from government insulation, but also accessing that money without a concern right. of what's the big tax bill I'm going to be mm-hmm. hit with at the end of the year. So, right,
1: and especially if they match that Roth 401k contribution, that makes it even Yeah, even I mean, it,
0: it makes it a crazy deal not <laughs> yeah. to do it. Um, so I think you know the advantages of the Roth is obviously the flexibility of not having uh, taxes on the money mm-hmm. after you're in there for a five-year period uh, within the five-year initial uh, setup time. Your contributions aren't taxed, but the growth would be taxable. After that five-year period, the growth and the contributions would now be accessible tax-free. And they don't care if it's in the same Roth or mm-hmm. not. As long as you've had a Roth account open for five years, that's all that they look yeah. at as a threshold. Because I don't think the government wants to keep track of every penny that you put <laughs> into a Roth right. over time. So so as we look at that, Roths can be very good when it comes to... Um, flexibility, getting tax-free growth on money, not having the issues of what can I sell and what kind of impact, whether it's capital gains or income tax, that most people have to worry about. And then I think the insulating yourself from government um, legislation changes in the future, I think, is maybe the most impactful thing. Right. Uh, Because, again, with the stimulus money going in, with us potentially having a $30 trillion debt by the end of the year, and some people think that's conservative. Um, you know, we're going to have to increase taxes because I read somewhere uh, that like right now the interest alone on the debt that we have makes up about fifteen percent of what our inflows are as a government. Yeah, which is crazy. <laughs> so yeah. just the interest on what we owe people is really a, a big line item. Right,
1: so, and like I uh, previously mentioned, with traditional IRAs, is uh, that not everybody can contribute them to them directly mm-hmm. uh, based on their tax filing status. You actually can. Uh, do a Roth conversion on a traditional IRA, no matter what your tax filing status are. So you could do uh, the backdoor Roth is what it's called, where you put it into a traditional and convert it to a Roth the very next day. Uh, So that uh, limited flexibility that traditional IRAs typically offer depending on your tax filing status, uh, it doesn't really exist anymore because now the government uh, with the new Tax Cut and Jobs Act a couple years ago legitimized the backdoor Roth conversion and that's legal for everybody. So now while you can't contribute directly to a Roth IRA, you could contribute to a traditional and then convert it into a Roth.
0: Yeah. And and two, some people that we've talked to have had issues where they don't offer a Roth 401k um, option at their work. And so they're trying to figure out how do I organize this where I can get some tax-free growth, you could actually start the process of, let's say the first year you do an IRA contribution and you max it out. The next year you do that same amount and then you take the IRA contribution from last year, backdoor convert it, Mm -hmm. and then as long as the dollar amounts match, you basically pay the taxes on that money by the deduction that you get, (laughs) right? So it it can allow you to be in a position where that first year you get a deduction and then every year forward, you're just trying to kind of even out the taxes that you pay on that money if people are disciplined enough and aware of it to do that. So again, those are things that we are walking people through when it comes to trying to make good decisions on taxes as a whole, Uh, but specifically whether it's contributing to those accounts or trying to do a conversion and whether that makes sense for you or not. I think the number's you know, that we look at in in kind of making those determinations is where's your income now? Where do you project it to be at in the future? And Mm -hmm. I think for anybody that's listening, if you project to have definitely over $100,000 in the future, I think it's a no-brainer to try to go through the, you know, conversion process uh, with this money. Because again, when we look at the percentage of Americans that have over $100,000 of income, that is not the majority. So as we look there, the People that are making more money are going to be the ones that are going to feel the brunt of the tax increase later, right. which is unfortunate. But you know that's the way it works. So, so again, as you look at this, if you're make, you know, maybe wondering about what you should do, obviously getting enough information on uh, what options are available is important. Uh, looking at your own situation as opposed to just going online and googling, should I do a Roth or an IRA? Because Obviously, um, you need to look at your individual situation, Uh, but then making a call on, you know, which of these, you know, like we said, worst case, do both. You know, I mean, just put some money away so that you've got money growing and getting some compound interest. But if at all possible, trying to set it up to where that compounding interest can be tax-free can save you a lot of headaches later because, you know, we had a radio show before this, and I talked about the big problem with this tax-deferred money is what happens if, you know, taxes go up in the future and you still need what you need in retirement. You know, you've either got to take out a bigger distribution, which you may not be set up to do, or you've got to deal with less money, and nobody likes that solution, you know. so, So again, as we look at this, being aware of the options, you know, and again, let's say you've gone down the path of a 401k, uh, you felt like that was maybe your only option. There are still some very strategic decisions that can be made of whether you continue down that path or start the conversion process. But again, like we talk about on back and forth, it really depends on individuals. Some of you listening, it will be very beneficial to uh, continue on the traditional IRA path and then look at some of these options later. But some of you, this could be a perfect fit right now uh, to make a Roth conversion. So hopefully this was helpful for you, a little quicker um, topic than we normally have. But thanks for being with us on our podcast today.
2: Uh, We look forward to sharing more back and forth with you later uh, as we share time together. In 1916, President Wilson passed a stimulus package that paid for the American efforts to end World War One. In 1933, President Roosevelt's New Deal ended the Great Depression. This is about to pass legislation that will greatly ease the mortgage distress among the farmers and the homeowners of the nation. In 2020, President Trump's $2 trillion stimulus package is helping end the COVID-19 pandemic. The single biggest economic relief package in American history. Do you know what all these acts have in common? Taxes. Went. Up. Yes, they solved crises, but Americans paid for them with increased income taxes soon after. Move your money out of taxable accounts now before it's too late. At Blue Ridge Wealth Planners, we create comprehensive plans that include strategic movements between taxable and non taxable accounts. To schedule your free virtual consultation or phone call with a wealth planner, visit us at planforeverything.com. That's planforeverything.com. Let us plan for everything so you don't have to. Investment advisory services offered through Blue Ridge Wealth Planners, a registered investment advisor. Are securities offered through Madison Avenue Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC, MAS, and Blue Ridge Wealth Planners are not affiliated companies.